Productions. I've got some great news for Football Nation Radio listeners. Our supportive partner, Northern Motor Group, is offering $250 off any in-stock vehicle this end of financial year. That's if you take delivery before the 30th of June. With eight big car brands, MG, Nissan, Kia, Isuzu Ute, Jeep, Ram, Samsung... Peugeot and Pacific Caravans, it's literally a one-stop shop for all your driving needs. Plus, with over 150 quality pre-owned vehicles, Northern Motor Group really does have your next vehicle purchase ready and waiting. Don't wait. Visit www.northernmotorgroup.com.au today. They're in Grimshaw Street, Bundura, and tell them George sent you. LMCT 6595. You're listening to the State of Our Football Nation on FNR. It's been an amazing week in the uh, world of football. So much good news over the past few days with the word that uh, Ange Postacoglu has climbed yet another part of the mountain. He's on his way to the very top. He's joined, of course, Tottenham Hotspur from Celtic. That story's still to come. But we've all been deflated this morning. Early early on in the day, I heard that the great Rally Rasic was no more. He had died early this morning, uh, coming up almost 88 years of age. Someone joining us uh, is someone who I know very well, a long-time journo in Sydney, worked and loved the game, and more importantly, worked with Rally Rasic and <laughs> loved the great man. And uh, we're going to reminisce... Um, Ray Gatt, please welcome the welcome to the show. Um, thank you very much for taking the call and, and joining us and giving us a, a bit of time just to reminisce on one extraordinary character. People don't get to understand how unique this man has been in our lives, but more importantly, what a wonderful, wonderful character and so many different facets on show at any given moment, depending on when you caught him. How are you, Ray? Uh, great. Thanks, George. Under the circumstances, yeah. But um, look, the words icon and legend don't really do rally rally justice. He he was he was more than that. Um, yeah, an unbelievable character. And um, look, I was privileged to call him a friend for the last uh, a little bit over thirty five years. And um, yeah, I'm going to miss him greatly, like a lot of other like a lot of others will. You know, the, the thing that fascinates me about your connection with uh, Rally, you, you, you help him write the book, The Rally Rasich Story, but so often he would ring you uh, right in the middle of uh, your days when you were chasing or you had a deadline and you had to deliver a story, and he would ring you out of, <laughs> out of, out of nowhere and he'd want to tell you something. Uh, how did you feel at that given moment when uh, Rally Rasich is on the phone? Yeah, it was that was crazy, uh, George. I don't know how he did it, but it was an amazing <laughs> knack. And um, yeah, five o'clock, five thirty, when I'm in the middle of a story, and I got the boss yelling out for for, for my copy, and and rally would ring, and he'd said, "Raymond, I'll only keep you a minute." And then twenty five minutes, half an hour later, he's still on the phone. I'm still nodding my head, but look. I look back on those times now. Look, at the time then, I would have been frustrated and said, Rally, I need to work. But looking back now, I, I can only laugh at, at, at what Rally, because that was what Rally was all about. He, he loved talking to people. didn't matter who, who it was, some Joe Blow, some hobo off the street. 
would come up and talk to him and and he talked to them for 20 minutes or so as if they were long lost friends and that's that was rally i remember when i first met him um um early early 70s wet behind the ears cub reporter and i was at a ground and he came up and actually, actually um, introduced himself to me <laughs> and 20 minutes later he finished talking i i hardly i didn't get a word in so and that that was rally well not only did he love to talk he also loved to coach people. He coached kids, loved coaching kids, and was doing it even to the very last month or so before he got ill and uh, ended up in hospital. But you will also remember you got a chance to write some wonderful stories. He took a bunch of part-timers, didn't he, at a time when the game wasn't quite what we imagine it to be these days. He took a bunch of part-timers, some some tough, sterling um, uh, and gritty types, uh, and we lost one of those only recently in the shape of Manfred Schaefer. They were all warriors. They all loved the man. They backed him, and he backed them, and they went to they went to the other end of the world in '74, and they they didn't do too badly, did they? No, George. They 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 really did. I mean, they didn't win a game, but my goodness, so they made the whole country proud. It was. Incredible stuff, but you're right. He took a ragtag team yeah. of, of amateurs, virtually. They all had full time jobs. A lot of them lost their jobs because of their commitment to the that's to true. The Socceroos. Very true. Yeah, he had he had a mix of Scotsmen, Englishmen, Serbians, <laughs> Yugoslavs, Greeks, whatever. A couple of Australians thrown in there, and he got them all to gel. And it was, it was an amazing feat. He was way ahead of his time. Yeah, he was a, a visionary. He revolutionised the game here in Australia, and um, he did that through the Socceroos and and what they did in West Germany. You know, um, they lost to East Germany and West Germany and drew with um, with with Chile. Amazing feat, and one of the greatest sporting feats in Australian history. I've got to say. And more importantly, we've got to stress the fact that some of the biggest names in the history of football were playing for those teams, the East and West Germans and the Chileans. Yeah, well, Beckenbauer comes comes to mind yeah. immediately. Just and only just, Muller. Yeah, <laughs> Dirk, yeah, yeah Muller. household yeah. names. I yeah. mean, you know, in, incredible stuff. And, um, you know, the sad fact is that, you know, he got back to Australia, you know, he was lauded by everyone except the head federation and... Um, you know, they they got rid of him unfortunately, and uh, that was one of the greatest regrets of his of his career. I think he never got to coach the Socceroos again, all because of Australian football ad- administration. You know, it was dysfunctional then. It, sometimes it's still dysfunctional now, George, as we know. But yes, you know, it um, can be. A lot, it's people, a, it's a lot to answer for there. Yeah, that's very true. But you know something. He also was then encouraged to go to Clubland, and he didn't do a bad job in Clubland either. He took a, a team uh, called Arpia and made them almost invincible, didn't he? Under <coughs> under the uh, the banner of some some great characters, one was Peter Wilson, another was Peter Catholis. Uh, he he had this knack of bringing people together and playing his style of game. Yeah, look. That that nineteen eighty seven Arpia Leichhardt team were phenomenal. They they created the first record 
26 games, I think they went unbeaten. Uh, and it was only broken by, incredibly. Yeah, and Ange Postacoglu. That's so, right. What a week. What do you make Sorry, of this week? That... What do you make of this week, Ray? We've had this wonderful news that Ange yeah. has climbed another mountain, moving on from Celtic where he did incredibly the, the treble. Uh, he was denied the treble last year. It wasn't quite where he wanted it, but five trophies in two seasons out of a possible six wasn't bad, was it? No, not bad at all. And as you know, I'm a massive Celtic fan, <laughs> so... Uh... To see him achieve that with that club was incredible. One of the biggest clubs in in the world. And, um, yeah, now hopefully he can do something with Tottenham Hotspur, although I hope he doesn't do it against Liverpool. (laughs) I knew you were going to. I half expected you to front tonight wearing either... You wanted me to leave, uh, didn't you? Yeah, I I wanted you either in a Liverpool top or a Celtic top so I could say to Pakua... Bakua, get a load of this man who's, who's, who's reported on the game for the better part of nearly 40 years. He still loves the game. He, he's now in retirement mode. When he, I think the two most, most important things in his life, his family and his fishing spot, which he, he will not reveal to anyone. Probably must be a good fishing it, spot. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very good. I, I almost wore my Central Coast Mariners jersey too. George, oh, yeah, right. I stick George, that in, why George, don't they you? Can't, George, oh, they can, nobody can take away what a wonderful week that you've had. Ange Postacoglu oh, is coming yeah. to your beloved Tottenham. Yeah, you, yeah. Must be, you must be feeling pretty good about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I'm very – look, there is there would not be anyone associated with South Melbourne who would not be nearly levitating down <laughs> any street that, in Australia or wherever they are in the world uh, – People right now would, cannot believe the the news out of Scotland that he did the tra- the treble, and then uh, a few days later, uh, it was announced that he'd be the new uh, coach or the new manager of Tottenham Hotspurs in the English Premier League. But you know, you know Ange too, um, uh, Ray, mm. and you know full well it was always about climbing the mountain, the football mountain, wasn't it? Absolutely, look. Um, Ange's self-belief is incredible. I've, I've seen it over the last 25 years or, or whatever, and, um, and it's no surprise that he's, he is where he is now. He's done it through hard work and perseverance. He's been knocked down many times. Oh, yeah. He keeps coming off the canvas. And, um, look, sometimes Ange and I didn't see eye to eye, but yep. I never doubted his, his credentials as a coach. And I know Rally for sure, always thought the world of, of Ange and, yeah, and what he could do as a as a coach. Yeah, and, that, um, you're absolutely you know, right about that. Rally Rasic revered uh, and and always pushed Ange's uh, project. Um, the thing that fascinates me now, there's a viral uh, video, sorry, there's a video that's going viral again for the second time in its in its history. The first time it was, it was when uh, Craig Foster and Les Murray uh, found this opportunity to have a go at this, uh, the then young, the youth uh, national coach, uh, a much younger uh, Ange Postacoglu, and of course now everyone's bringing the the video back into um, focus because they want to show how combative he can be. It also showcases though how 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 wrong Craig was was at the time, and I think Craig has accepted that he stepped out of turn. Yeah. Go on, Ray. Go on, Ray. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um 
you know, the Scottish media found out how combative Pans uh, <laughs> is, and I'm sure the uh, English media are going to find out the same. He'll stand up for himself in, under under the toughest of scrutiny. And uh, look, there's no no tougher benchmark than these than the uh, English journo's. I think something that I've really enjoyed about the the the, the beautiful story of you know Ange rise going for his seeing his whole journey that football um, Australian football have have wanted to relive and I think it's really incredible but the clip that I love George is that one that he said to to the to the Socceroos squad I I don't can't remember which uh, I think it was the Asian the Asian Cup yep, that game may well have been. and he was talking about you know who do you play for that's right I love that because I think that we've seen the multiple sides of Ange and you'd you'd know better and and Ray as well and David who we're going to speak to would know better about Ange's personality but seeing them multiple facets and how and how important all those facets are to a, a current manager in the top leagues and their ability to recognise what players need, but also recognising the importance of what they do. And, and I've I've loved seeing that about Ange, and I can't wait for it. Even though yeah. even though it's against the you know the arch enemy Tottenham. <laughs> oh, I should tell you, Ray, you're talking to an Arsenal girl. So <laughs> so I, I, and, and a very proud one, luck. a very Don't proud one. Can't help bad luck, can we? <laughs> it's very bad luck. But uh, and the funny thing, the funny thing about that chat that's doing the rounds on, you know, video. Yep. Um, it was only a lunchtime chat as well. Can you imagine what his um, pre-game in the dressing room chat would have been like? Can you imagine, George? You know what's going to be so funny to see? Go, go on. Because I what I've noticed from Ange is that Ange doesn't like dumb questions, and I just feel Ooh. the English media do love oh. to provide some dumb questions. Oh, so yeah. I'm very excited to see how the he'll you know how he'll answer because I, they think they're at their finish with the the Jose Mourinho antics, <laughs> the Antonio Conte antics. Ange will not tolerate any oh, likes, no. n- nonsense. And if you thought if you thought uh, Jose Mourinho was the special one. Wait till you get a load of Ange Ball and Ange Postacoglu. I I actually think, Ray, that first presser, that they might be selling tickets. What do you reckon? Uh, it's going to be – I'm <laughs> looking forward to it. It's going to be something really special. I mean, his first one with the Scottish media was, was exceptional, and this one's going to be, I think, over the top, to be honest, but uh, I can't wait. Listen, before I let you go, before I let you go, um, and we thank you very much for giving us your time. Uh, it's been a very tough day. Can you remember one wonderful thing that um, we'll always remember about Rally Rasic? Uh, geez, that's a tough one. I'll I know say. you. Yeah, I know you've one, had one, many memories, but yeah. something crazy, yeah. Oh, well, there are plenty of those too. <laughs> I won't say something crazy, but the, for me, the one very, very special moment was. Um, doing the book with him and, and visiting him at his home and we'd have coffee and lunch and, or dinner and whatever. Yep. And the part in the book where he wrote about finding out about his brother, he'd never met his brother and he was at, uh, uh, warming up for, for a game and he heard um, this fan yell out, Rasich, Rasich, come over here. And Rat Rally wouldn't take any notice, but the guy was so persistent. And so Rally went over and the guy said, Rally, this is your brother. And when Rally told me that story, he actually he broke down in, in tears. And for me, that was a special side of Rally. Not a lot of people got to see. He was absolutely in a very, very emotional man. And especially when he spoke about 
about about that, and especially when he spoke about the, the seventy four Socceroos. So that's something that will always stay with me forever. I was going to say though, people don't readily appreciate the fact that they were separated uh, during uh, the uh, the difficult times in Europe. Yeah. And uh, he'd, he, uh, he'd never met his brother. He'd, he'd never met his brother. Stage, he didn't even know he had a brother. Isn't that remarkable? Uh, yeah. We lost him earlier this morning. I got news from some very good friends of mine, and they said, can you please keep it to yourself? And, of course, during the day it, it, it became very apparent that too many people knew, and, um, and of course, the word started to filter out, and I think the family has told everyone. So we're not breaking any trusts, but I wanted to take an opportunity to reach out to you because I know what he meant to you. I know how he, how crazy he drove you, but I also know how much you loved him. And um, you, you, will, you will treasure each and every uh, moment that you shared with him. And tell us before you go, the, people don't readily appreciate, he has a magnificent museum that really the game should, should grab a hold of and, and do it justice, shouldn't they? Oh, George, I hope someone gets gets hold of it and does it justice because I saw that museum. Oh God, I know. I've lost count of how many times I saw it, but every time I went into that room, I saw something different. Yeah, something That's new. That's how big it was. It was just something I hadn't noticed before, and I, I would just look at that room and I'd I'd be lost in a world of memorabilia and memories and. And it, you know, it was just so it raised the hairs on the back of your neck just being being in there. And I, yeah, no wonder Rally was, <laughs> was just so taken by the place. And I just hope, you know, someone runs with it and does it justice. You know, absolutely right. If the game does come together and understands that we build a museum worthwhile, there's got to be a Rally Rasich wing, uh, because we've got the paraphernalia all sorted. There's a whole collection there. And uh, if you need any help sorting through it, Ray Gatt may well be your man. <laughs> Ray, <laughs> thank you very much, mate. Uh, once again, deepest sympathies to you and the people who love Rally. And thank you very much for joining us on FNR and giving us an opportunity to reflect on the, the, the many facets of this wonderful man. And as you said at the very beginning of the conversation, uh, we talk about icons, we talk about legends, but this man really was both. Thank you. Thanks, George. A pleasure, mate. And uh, we're going to head to a quick ad break. A short break. When we come back, we're going to catch up with someone else, a guy called David Clarkson, who not only played against Ange Postacoglu, but was also... So he'll know the tricks of the trade. No, he was coached by by Ange, and he may give us a couple of little bits that are going to be used by a couple of English journalists, I'm sure. Back with with David Clarkson in just a moment.